Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. It's Growing in Grace. I'm Joel Brzezinski and Mike Kapler is with me. Hey, check us out at growingingrace.org. Growingingrace.org. We've got all of our podcasts. Uh, they are archived there, which uh, basically means it's you can go back and listen to any of the podcasts that we've done any and all of them in the past seven years are archived right there at growingandgrace.org. Hey, Cap, would you say something? Uh, because it, it's making this noise, and every time when we've been talking here before recording, every time you talk, that noise goes away. Yes, there. brother. It's gone. I will talk and make the noise go away. For those of you who are wondering if we're recording this out near the beach or something, we're not. <laughs> but Joel mentioned uh, before we started that noise comes in once in a while, and it sounds like we're by the ocean. Um, I don't know what it is. It must be an internet uh, an internet noise that just kind of sneaks in under the background. So it may come and go while we while we do the this week's program. That's yeah, like every time I just realized every time you were silent, it would start up again, and then when you talked, it would end. All right, see, it's it's we're near the ocean. Can you hear us near the ocean? And now Cap, the mighty voice of Cap, say something. Oh, you want me to talk live? Yeah, and there it goes away. Oh. <laughs> it's gone. I didn't know what you were doing, man. <laughs> well, sometimes you need to follow my lead and just you know, figure if, if me I would have thought about it, <laughs> I, I would have been doing this on purpose. Just you know, I would have been making ocean noise, making you wonder what it is. <laughs> Maybe every once in a while, while I'm talking, you just have to like tap your mic or something and just make the noise go away. I don't know what the deal is. It's weird. But anyway, I guess we got some stuff to talk about. You know, we, we of course, the past couple of weeks celebrated our seven years of doing the Growing in Grace program. Uh, before that, we've been getting into some really cool things from the book of Hebrews. And so, you know what I'll do is I'll turn down your volume while I'm talking. <laughs> and, and then, uh, here, we'll do that. Okay, sorry, but I, and no one can hear you, so if you want to cut me off, you can't. Uh, but you'll know when I'm done. Well, anyway, we were talking about <laughs> some some things in Hebrews where God wanted the one sacrifice of Christ. You know, just kind of to kind of summarize things a little bit of what we were talking about, God's will for us was not the law. You look at Hebrews 9 and 10, and you can see it plain as day. It wasn't God's will that there would be sacrifices and things like that, but it was the one sacrifice, the one perfect sacrifice of Christ. That's what God desired, the one sacrifice of Christ once and for all. That was all that was needed, and that's what Christ did for us, the one-time sacrifice for all. The lamb that was slain from the foundation of the world, I believe, actually, a little bit of an aside here, I believe that that means that he was for ordained to be slain from the foundation of the world. You look at other scriptures that talk about that. It's not as if before the foundation of the world Christ was slain, but uh, he was foreordained to be slain. But anyway, he was slain for us. All our sin was taken away. The one perfect sacrifice of Christ, that's what was needed, not the law. And I'll hand it back to you, Cap, as I turn up your volume. Yeah. Well, it is kind of interesting, Joel, how, you know, the writer of Hebrews continually compares, we're, we're focusing on Hebrews 9 and 10 here and have been uh, for some time, I guess. Um, we took a break for the seven-year uh, anniversary deal, but comparing the old covenant sacrifices and, and the, the, the ceremonies that took place under that 
versus the one and only sacrifice of God's Son, Jesus Christ. And, and you hit on a very, very key point. Now, we've talked a lot about the law here uh, on growing in grace over the last seven years and faith versus law and freedom in Christ and those kinds of things. And we will continue to do so because it's an important component in understanding uh, your identity in Christ. But here we've got, as you said, Joel, uh, obvious evidence that the law, even though God ordained it through the Jews, it was never his will. It was never that what was going to make everything complete. It just, it never pleased him. And, and we see that right here in Hebrews 10, uh, referring to, uh, you know, Christ's death on the cross, where it says, uh, referring to uh, an, old, an Old Testament prophecy, sacrifice and offering you did not desire, but a body you have prepared for me, a prophecy of Christ here, in burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin, you had no pleasure. And so, I have come to do your will, O God. Speaking of Jesus, Jesus came to do, finally, the will of God. It was never the law that was ushered in through Moses. It was never any of that stuff with the animal sacrifices and the high priests and the confession of sin and and, and all those offerings and different things that, that were related to that. It, it was never God's will. How many times have you heard that in church lately? But here, God's will is revealed to us in the person of Jesus Christ. This one-time sacrifice. And guess what it did? I know, we're, I know we're covering some of the same ground again, but you've got to realize we've got new people who are just learning this stuff, and it's exciting because I feel like I'm learning it all over again. But... This one sacrifice did what the many sacrifices under the Old Covenant could not do. What is that? Take away sin. Bring perfection to you and me. Usher in righteousness. Give us a new heart. All of these things could not be done under the animal sacrifices, under the law of the Old Covenant. In one felled swoop, so to speak, they uh, all became reality to us through the sacrifice of Christ. Yep, that, that one sacrifice of Christ. Again, it always comes back to that. That's what God wanted. That's the only thing that he wanted. As we look at all these things in the book of Hebrews, it, you know, how it talks about how these sacrifices, the Old Testament sacrifice, the Old Covenant sacrifices, were offered again and again and again, and it never made anyone perfect. And here is another thing, as we look in some of the things that Paul wrote about the, the problem with mankind was that, of course, mankind was in sin, and mankind was dead to God. Mankind needed life. As we've talked about lots of times on this program, it wasn't that mankind needed to change from bad to good. It was that mankind needed, mankind was dead to God and needed to be made alive. The law could not do that. That's the one thing that the law could not do. The law was holy and just and good, but mankind wasn't. And so the one thing that the law couldn't do was it could not give life, and it could not give righteousness. It could not make man perfect. God's will for us, God's will for mankind, was that we would have righteousness, was that we would have life. But, again, the law could never do that, but what the law could not do, God did by the sending of his Son, Jesus Christ. 
The law couldn't do all that stuff, but it has all been fulfilled for us in Christ. What God wanted for us, what's, what God's will for us, was this one perfect sacrifice because it's what brought an end to sin, and it's what brought around uh, the righteousness that we needed in Christ. Yeah, because, I mean, going back to what uh, Hebrews 9 says, without the shedding of blood, there was no forgiveness, there was no remission. Then a chapter or so later in Hebrews 10, we see now, after saying what everything that's been said so far, now the writer goes on to say, now where there is remission of these, there is no longer an offering for sin. Why is there no longer an offering? Because Jesus fulfilled uh, the, the righteous requirement. You know, there was this need for the shedding of blood even under the old covenant to bring forgiveness, so to speak, with the, the animal sacrifices and all that, but it was all fake. They were copies, they were shadows. The forgiveness wasn't real, it didn't last. It couldn't take away the sin. And that's an important point, you see, because sin has been taken away. Uh, you know, here's something else. Um, referring to the, the Old Covenant prophecies in, in Hebrews 10, uh, 15. But the Holy Spirit also witnesses to us, for after he had said before, this is the covenant that I will make with them after those days. This is an Old Covenant prophecy here, I believe from Jeremiah. Uh, this is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws into their hearts and in their minds, and I will write them. And their sins and lawless deeds I will remember no more. When's the last time you heard that in church? <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, usually in <laughs> the, the weekly church service is a, is a weekly reminder of sins, <laughs> which is exactly what, <laughs> exactly what the blood of bulls and goats did. And that's what's sad, you know. It's a sad thing, isn't it, Cap, that in churches today you know, we've got this new covenant this whole brand new covenant that was meant to do away with all of that stuff, and yet we have the church today reminding people of their sins every week. Isn't that 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 is a that is an interesting contrast right there? But I, I think you did you did hit something on the head with it. And then uh, just a few verses down from there, Joel, something we've covered in the past. Don't want to spend too much time on it right now, but um, uh, Hebrews ten twenty six. It's one of those island verses. You know what an island? It's like Gilligan's Island is like what I like to call it here in the Bible. Every once in a while, people want to land on Gilligan's Island. They just pull out a verse and they leave it all by itself, and then they try to teach on it when they could have been reading a whole bunch of stuff leading up to it that would have made the verse a lot more clear. Hebrews ten twenty six. For if we sin willfully after we have received the knowledge of the truth. There no longer remains a sacrifice for your sins. There you have it, brother. There you have it. You sin willfully. Uh, there's no longer a sacrifice for your sins. You're in big trouble. Uh, when really all the writer is saying, after everything that they've gone through versus old, new covenant, uh, Jesus on the cross and what was accomplished there, what they're saying here to these people who are still tied why do you think the, the writer was writing this stuff? These people were still tied to many facets of the Old Covenant, including animal sacrifices. And what they were saying was, look, uh, after we've received the knowledge of the truth, if you're going to reject the one sacrifice that God has provided for mankind, his son, Jesus Christ, reject that. Since the old ones have been done away with, the animal sacrifices, if you're going to reject this one sacrifice, there no longer remains a sacrifice for you. Many sacrifices couldn't take away sin. This one that God provided did that, unless you're going to uh, somehow reject that and stay with the old. 
Man, that is what so many people need to hear because I think a lot of people get tripped up on that one island verse, as you call it. And that's a pretty good way to put it because it's a soul verse that many people, they just look at that and go, and they, and they say, what do you think of, of Hebrews 10.26? Or they just jump right to Hebrews 10.26 and say, see, if you sin after you receive a knowledge of the truth, Christ's sacrifice doesn't cover you. But that, like you said very well there, Cap, that's not what that verse is saying. I would recommend to anybody, just go through the whole book of Hebrews I mean, just start from the very beginning and see what the writer is trying to say all throughout. It all focuses on Jesus Christ. It all focuses on Jesus and the one sacrifice for sins for all of mankind, the one sacrifice that took away sin. And then when you look at all of that and you come to this verse, you see exactly what Cap was saying there, that he's not talking about when you sin sorry, but there's not a sacrifice for your sins. It's just saying there is no other sacrifice other than the one sacrifice of Jesus. And with that, uh, next week we're going to move on with some more of this, uh, this awesome talk about what the purpose of the law was and what the purpose of the law wasn't, what God's will for us is. You might be surprised. I know a lot of people in this world are just looking for God's will. God, what's your will for me? Well, we will talk about that and some other things as well coming up next week right here on Growing in Grace at growingingrace.org. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.